Jayla. Yes. I have been reading more of The Devil's Candy, which we talked about yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. So I remember watching a biography on Tom Hanks back in the 90s. Uh-huh. And that's where I found out about the book because it mentioned Bonfire of the Vanities. Yep. But... It was making it seem like in the biography that mm-hmm. he came off across as really bad in the book. Yeah. But I'm not getting that sense at all. That who's coming across bad in the book? Well, okay. It's in the biography I saw of Tom Hanks. Yeah. They were having people on it saying, implying, or at least this is how my memory is remembering it, how my brain is remembering it, rather, yes. yeah. is that he came off bad in the book. Really? Yeah, but that's not the sense I'm getting from reading it. Okay. He comes off pretty normal. The only kind of shady thing is near the beginning of the making of the movie when he was auditioning with Uma Thurman. And instead of just telling Brian De Palma that he didn't want her in the movie, he went to the studio heads and said that. Right, okay. So you could say, okay, maybe that's a little bit suspect. But that's one thing. That's only one thing that you saw. Yeah. Okay. In the book so far. Okay. But... Melanie Griffith seems like she's just this complete ditzy lady who doesn't even have a sense of reality. Same with Bruce Willis. Wow. Um, And this, of course, is uh, the telling from uh, a person who was the uh, director of this movie. No, no. Brian De Palma did not write a book about this movie. It's some lady wrote it. I forget oh, her name. Oh, okay. I was I was assuming that Brian De Palma wrote it. No, because okay. he doesn't come across looking that good either. Oh, okay. So so a lot of characters, um, a lot of the celebrities in the book don't look so great. Well, De Palma doesn't come across as looking like a horrible human being. Yeah. He's just sort of distant. Wow. Yeah. And I was reading this morning. It was talking about... Bruce Willis was filming a scene. Yeah. I want to say it was with Alan King. And he started to give the actors direction. Wow. Which is kind of bad if you're an actor and not directing the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the director's job. Right. So Brian De Palma called him outside for a minute and they had a conversation Mm -hmm. about the scene. Yeah. Then he, you know, seemingly... Took into account some of Bruce Willis's complaints. Yeah, yeah. That same day, he was having lunch with Steven Spielberg, Brian De Palma. Uh-huh. And they talked about the issues with Bruce Willis. Uh-huh. So it's kind of interesting stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and then Melanie Griffith got, like, a breast breast job done once she had some time off in the making of the movie. Oh, wow. Which can be very bad because it's, like, there's not continuity in that sense because scenes and films are shot out of order. Uh-huh. So like if you see a scene later in the movie and she has smaller and she, breasts. Yeah, and then and then all of a sudden she and they're they're bigger. Or they're bigger earlier on in they're the movie. They're bigger earlier on, yeah. Yeah. They didn't talk about the continuity part, but I mean they mentioned it but they didn't, you know, say it the same way I just said. Right, right, right. So it's interesting stuff. How do you feel about this? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean I I mean I guess in some ways I can kind of understand that she would come off as being sort of ditzy because mm-hmm. uh, she seemed that way in, um, she kind of seemed that way in Now and Then, the grown-up uh, teeny. She but, did. You know, I mean, who knows? I mean, that could just be uh, the perception of the author of the book. I don't know. Uh, I don't know the lady. 
Um, she could be a nice lady, but maybe she is really dingy. I don't know. Dingy. Dingy. Yeah. Her career went downhill. Yeah, I haven't heard about her in anything lately. Um, the last thing I heard that she, um, she and Antonio Banderas, her second husband, divorced. Oh, oh. no, that's her fourth husband. That's her fourth husband? I believe so, because she was married to Don Johnson in the 70s. I knew that, yeah. They got divorced. Yep. She married some other guy. They split up. Yeah. She remarried Don Johnson, and after their last marriage, I believe is when she married... So. So actually, it was three marriages, if you think about it, because if she remarried her first Yeah, you can make the argument that he's her third husband, but it's the fourth marriage, I want to say. That's insane. I don't get it. I don't... I have a... I mean, okay, so I've I've been hearing about actresses getting married over and over again, like like Jennifer Lopez got married already three times, Mm -hmm. and it's possible she may get married again, although I don't know if she's engaged to Ben Affleck, which I don't know if that's a good idea because they both had their issues. Um, so I, it's so odd. It's yes. so odd. I would not want to, that's exactly why I wouldn't want to be in Hollywood because everything would be scrutinized, including my relationships. I think it would be a, a lot of fun being a movie star. Yeah, it's also work that we don't always see because there's being committed to a project there's all the promotion that goes around it yeah but i think there would be a lot of enjoyable stuff that could come from it well that's kind of what people would say like about artsy people and that arts people artsy people don't have a lot of struggles right yeah but they don't get it but i'm talking about being like a tom hanks level movie star like i i know that he i'm not one of those people who says oh i wish i could have that life i bet they don't really do anything yes it's work I get it. It's a lot of work, but there's also fun stuff that comes along with it as well. I don't know. I've been hearing horror stories about people um, killing themselves because it was too much or they were so lonely that they felt like they had all this stuff but no friends Um, or they were going from one relationship after the other because it's just been failing. I mean, look at Tom Cruise. He's got a lot of money, but... He's got some failed relationships. Yeah, but uh, now obviously I'm a little bit biased because I'm reading this book, but I could say look at Tom Hanks. Yes, he's on his second marriage, but he's been married to his second wife. He's on a second marriage? Yeah, to Rita Wilson. Who was he married to before? Some lady who I don't know her name. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, but but he's been married to Rita Wilson since like the late 80s. You know, but but Tom Hanks is an exception. Okay, right? and, and I don't know what he's like in real life. Tom, Tom I, I get the sense that he's a cool guy, but you never know. Tom Hanks is an exception. Okay, I mean, no, a lot of people, uh, maybe not a lot of people. I shouldn't say that. There are some people that uh, get remarried after their second wife or second husband, and they just keep going from relationship to relationship to relationship, never being satisfied with just one relationship. Mm. I don't know. I just think that I just think that there are better better things to do than be a Hollywood superstar. Of course there is. You could come up with a cure for cancer. You could discover a path to an alternative reality. Um, and if just, that's the thing. You know, but, and, I'm, and I'm just not, you know, you know, 20 plus years ago, I think I would have been starstruck with Hollywood. I was starstruck with Hollywood and now it's just it doesn't seem so great anymore. 
I hear you and I agree with you. This I'm not starstruck from Hollywood, but if I had the opportunity to relive my life as a movie star at a super high level, not just like B-list celebrity, but Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise famous, hell yeah, I would do it. I don't I don't think so. Oh. I think you would I think you would hate it. I don't know, babes. I think you would. Mm. I, I just I've just been hearing horror stories like of people that are saying, you know, if they if they had their own way, they wouldn't have been so famous. And they keep making these big movies, even though if they had their own way. Well, like I said, I mean, famous people are just as fickle as anybody else. Yeah, it's easy to say that when you're having a rough day. But how many of these actors really stick to it? I don't know. I just, I just think that Hollywood, acting in Hollywood is so overrated. Now, I think it's so It overrated. is overrated, but it also pays you a lot of money and opens many different doors. But what if, you know, like, okay, think about this, though. An A-list celebrity, and they, they do a show. Yeah. What if that show gets canceled? They're unemployed again. And then they have to ask for, they have to look for, they have to ask their agent to help them find another gig. And it's it doesn't seem like, um... I don't know. It, it doesn't seem very stable if you were... I mean, if I thought if I thought about it enough, it doesn't seem as stable as it, se it seems like it to everybody else. And obviously, I'm giving you the fantasy version of this, right? Like, I'm picking somebody like Tom Hanks, who's yeah. been... He's had some failures, but he's been near or, or at Steve the, Martin. Yeah, near or at the top of his game for 30 plus years. I, I think Tom Hanks is more famous than Steve Martin, although I think Steve Martin is more creative than Tom Hanks. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Tom Hanks is really like one of the exceptions to the rule. But that's the type of famous I would want to be, where you could just get work whenever you want to. Yeah, but I, I, I just... You know, okay, so here's an example that... What's up? And this is how I really came to, came to the conclusion that an acting job is not always a stable one. Um, Kristen Chenoweth was on a show called Pushing Daisies. Yeah, it's almost a never stable one. Go ahead. Bubs, are you going to listen? Yes, go ahead. Kristen Chenoweth, Pushing Daisies. Kristen... Sorry, go ahead. Uh... I'm listening, babes. Keep going. Okay, so she... So that that show got canceled. I heard it was good. I didn't really watch it. Okay. But I heard it was a hit, but it got canceled. Or at least it was a hit to some people. It got canceled and she, I don't know if she was joking, but she said, okay, well, uh, I'm unemployed again. So if anybody has uh, an acting gig that I might be needed on, then uh, let me know. I actually heard her say that on television. But there's a difference between being a working actress and an A-list movie star. Like she's not a list. She's she's definitely more famous than I am for sure. But well, she's not. Well, she she was more known on the Broadway circuit. Right. She was more known as a um, um, she was known for uh, you know, being in musicals. Exactly, but that doesn't make her an a list celebrity. You know what I mean? Like if she came to Portland and walked down the streets, she... how would you know that though? Because you're not her. You think that she's an A-list celebrity. You think I, that she's no, as no, famous no, no, no. as Tom I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I I can't rate them. I mean, maybe she is more of a B-list celebrity. I don't know, but she yeah. definitely is famous. She's famous, but she's not A-list celebrity. Is what I'm trying to tell you. And there's and, a difference. And, really? Yes, because when and, you get 
And according to Rick, she isn't an A-list celebrity. I'm just saying she's a lot more well-known than Kathy Griffin is, I think. Yeah, but she's less known than Tom Hanks is by a huge margin. I don't know, but she's been involved in a lot of stuff. A lot of people have been involved with a lot of stuff, babes. But that, that, doesn't, doesn't, that doesn't make her... Um, that doesn't make her less of an actress just because it doesn't make her less of an actress i'm not talking about her ability i'm talking about her fame and financial level but no it doesn't it does it's not a reflection on the work okay so so but it's a reflection on the type of life okay, okay, okay. according to rick what would you, what would make you think that an actor or an actress was an a-list celebrity well one i would ask how many hit movies have they been in and two i would uh and this is this isn't necessarily connected but it does help how many Oscars does this person have? Or how many Oscars has this person been nominated for? But first and foremost, it starts with how many how many hits, hit movies has this person what? starred or co-starred in? We are forgetting, too, because there are A-list celebrities that are in the soap opera world, not just the movie world. There are A-list celebrities that are also in the TV world. So you're also forgetting that, too. Okay. It's not just... How many movies. successful shows, and that's a good point, how many successful shows has this person starred on? Not been a guest star, not had a supporting role, but actually been the lead of. And some of these actors and actresses have done um, quite a number of voice work, um, um, voice acting work. Another indication is can this person walk down the street without being mobbed by lots of fans, Right. Um, like I know, I believe Kristen Chenna with was on the West Wing as a supporting character. Yes, she was, and she had a supporting role role on, um, BoJack Horseman. But she could walk down the street. Yeah, but how would you know that? You're just a layperson. Okay. How would you know that? I'm just saying you can't just assume that she is not well known just because you haven't seen her in a lot. Of I'm time. not saying she's not well known, but there's a difference between No, I'm just I'm just saying though she she may be more of an A-lister than you think she is. All right. I'll ask you two questions. You like, well, I don't want to. I don't want to answer it. <laughs> All right. I think we're uh, I think we're going <laughs> Because on. I'm about to really prove my point. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, then I can ask. No. 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 It's going to tickle me. <laughs> I don't like being tickled. <laughs> Ah, ah, squeezing my knock, give me a kiss. Okay. Does that hurt? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Maybe it'll try to, to uh try to break it up a little oh bit. Oh my goodness. What was the last hit movie that Kristen Chenoweth was a star in? Oh. Not supporting, but starred in. Not supporting. She was the lead actress. Not supporting. I'm trying to think now because I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I can't answer that. Um a lot of them she was supporting. Okay, what? But but I don't. I again, there are. I haven't seen all of her movies, so I don't know. What about TV shows? What was the last hit TV show that she starred in that revolved around her? Um. Okay, Pushing Daisy. She didn't. She was in a show called GCB that I did not watch. I said hit. I know. I'm just. I'm trying to tell. I'm trying to tell you, bubs. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Ah. Ah. I'm proving my point, babes. Ah. <laughs> I'm going to keep this boy in line, everybody. 
You being a bad boy. No, ow, I mean... ow, ow, ow. Hey, okay, okay, okay. Uh, your nails hurt. Oh, sorry. Give me a kiss. No. All right. Well, then. Hey. Hey, that's not right. Uh, did you want to give me a kiss for the tickle treats? <laughs> okay, okay. Your nails hurt. All right. Give me a kiss. Ouch. <laughs> I love you, babes. Don't squeeze my nose. Okay, well, let me back up then. I'm just asking questions. You, you do get triggered pretty easily. It's called being frustrated. I still love you. I think uh, I love you. And you can learn to accept criticism, too. We were debating this morning, babes. Huh. Uh, alcohol. Do we have to go here? We've talked about this before, by the way. Oh, have we? Yes, we have. Okay. We, we really have, actually. Oh, we don't have to talk about that then. J-Wo. Oh, thank you. Thank you, babes. Yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we have talked about it. Well, good. Um. Okay, so I will agree. I cannot, I, I don't know of any movies or shows that she has starred in, but I disagree because, you know, by you saying that she... Um, can walk down the street. I don't. I don't. I. I would disagree with you on that. I don't think she can walk down the street. I think that's one indicator of whether or not somebody's an A-list celebrity. Well, okay. So if if you don't think she's an A-list celebrity, I think you should look her up and see what else she's been in. I'm not saying that she hasn't done good work. I'm not saying that she isn't well known. But there's a difference between being well known and being an A-list celebrity. What's a good example I could give you of this? Um, what about Madonna? Well, Madonna used to be an A-list celebrity, but she's not anymore. Oh, I know, I know. Walter Matthau. He was a famous guy. Do you think he was an A-list celebrity? I don't know. Okay, babes. Maybe he isn't. I don't know. I, I don't rate them. I'm just telling you, babes. I'm, I do. I, I don't rate them. And, 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 and who gave you the authority to rate these people? Well, babes... I have been reading about film and television since I was a teenager. That doesn't mean that you're an authority on uh, or an expert on who's an A-lister or not. I'm just saying. Well, okay. I, I, I would think I know a little bit about this. You may know because you've done research and you're a film buff, but that doesn't mean that you have the authority to rate these people. That's all I'm saying. No, but I have certain standards. So it's No, no, no. But, no <laughs> let me explain this to you. There's a difference between saying this person does horrible work, they suck as an actress. I would I wouldn't say that. So so it has to be according to Rick's standards that they're A-list people. But it's very it's it's sort of accepted standards. What have they led that's a success? Not just been a supporting actor or actress in. But what have they led that's that's made a lot of money? Well, are, are, are you saying that not only are you a film snob, but you're an actor and actress snob too? I'm not, because <laughs> okay. it's not a, a judgment on the work at all. No, no, no. But no, we no, were I, talking about A-list versus I, other celebrities. What, what my question is, what gives you the authority to rate these people, even though, number one, you're not in the Hollywood world, and number two, you only know what you've read about and what you've seen? Because it's based on simple standards, babes. It, and it's based on standards. If you go to a movie executive and ask them, it, 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 Kristen Chenoweth, should she be the star of a $200 million film? Of course they're going to say no. Yeah, I don't believe that, Bubs. I'm just saying, Bubs, you don't really have the right to rate these people. Listen, I have good standards. And I'm just, really. I'm just telling you what it is. <laughs> 
According to you, you've got good standing. That she is not going to lead a production of any $200 million films. Now, maybe she could co-star. Maybe she could be a supporting actress. Yeah, but you're just basing it on what you saw so far. You're just basing it on what... You're just basing it on what you've seen, what you've heard, and I don't know. Who knows? She might star in her own movie. Well, no, but show, I don't know. her own movie, that could be like a, a $500 movie. I'm talking about a big studio producer. I'm just saying it doesn't have to be up to your standards. No, you're getting the work confused. I'm not getting the work confused. Okay. I'm not getting the work confused at all. I understand what you mean by the work. Okay. I'm just saying... By, you know, judging by, um, well, the, because they haven't starred in their, um, starred in a movie and it wasn't a hit movie or starring in a show and it wasn't a hit show. I don't know that you have the right to, um, to categorize them as A-list or B-listers. Absolutely. Because that's how studio executives do it. But you're not a studio exec. Right. But I'm somebody you're, who knows how to think like a studio You're not a studio, studio exec, bubs. Yeah. I'm just saying, aren't they already rated? Yeah, but ratings can change. Oh, Bubs. What? You're driving me nuts. I'm making too much sense. Yeah, no, please. you're not making so sense can, at all. You know, okay, I'll give you an example. Okay. Christina Ricci. Yeah? I love Christina Ricci. She's we great. know this. Yes, yeah, she is. Yes. She is great. She is not an A-list celebrity. And why not? Wasn't she in, uh, wasn't she starring in her, well, I know it was an independent movie, but she starred in a couple of them. She's, I love independent movies, but I'm talking about Hollywood standards. She has to star in a movie that makes over a half billion dollars in these days. And she has to do a couple of those. Um, and even then, it's a little bit suspect. She has... Well, okay, okay. Let, let's compare it to somebody. Let's okay. say, let's compare her to Sally Field. Yeah. Sally Field's been acting a lot longer than she has. Mm-hmm. Do you think Sally Field is an A-lister? I would say Sally Field is firmly in the B-list category. Okay, and why? When was the last time she was in a super successful movie? Uh, I believe maybe one of the Spider-Man films, but she wasn't the lead of it. You have to consistently be the lead of big budget films to be considered well, I mean, an A-list. I thought, I mean, I know Soap Dish wasn't the best movie, but it was hilarious, and she was she was one of the lead characters. I agree with you, but Soap Dish is also like thirty something years old. I'm not saying she wasn't an A-list celebrity at one point. But I'm saying, is she an A-list celebrity today? I would say no. Well, and then there's, you know, she was also in Brothers and Sisters, and she was one of the main characters in that show. I didn't really watch much of it. But that was a big hit for a while. Yes, she's firmly in the B-list. She's more famous than Kristen Chenoweth, though. I still don't agree with that. Oh, my goodness. I don't I don't, I don't know how you as a layperson that reads a lot of film things and sees a lot of films can automatically... Um, rate these people based on uh yeah okay based on that. when an actor is going out to get hired to star in a movie they're not going to look at them and say you were great in this independent movie that three people saw they're going to say they're going to look at them and say are you a new discovery somebody who hasn't been in a lot of things maybe we need a fresh face or most likely they'll say the uh, the other thing which is this person was in three movies that each made close to a billion dollars. They're a safe bet for this project. If we're talking now, if we're talking about independent movies, it's a little bit different. But if we're talking studio films, summer blockbusters, that's what we're dealing with here. 
Oh my goodness. I'm just breaking down reality, babes. Reality shmeality. Oh my goodness, I love you. It's only in which reality. But anyway, I think we're getting a little too down on the weeds here. You're right, and I love you. And I'm sure that Sally Field and Kristen Chenoweth are going to be starring in uh, the uh, movie next summer. And it's going to cost $500 million. And won't make any money, but it'll confirm their place on the eight list. Bubs. What really? Yeah, it'll make nine million dollars. It'll cost it'll have a half billion dollar budget, but it'll confirm their spot as A-list celebrities. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness, I love you. Oh. You squeeze my naughty. That's right. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get it out so it doesn't hurt so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Oh sorry. my goodness. I didn't mean to squeeze it that hard. <sighs> okay. 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 Yes, I love you, babes. Wow, it's really it's 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 really a big one. It is a big one. Well, you know, a knot. Yes. In your shoulder. Yes. Let's let's get that straight, okay? It's not something else. All right, all right, all right, babes. There we go, Jay. Whoa. There we go, Jay. Whoa. You're missing with your hands. I know. Yes. So I'm enjoying the book. Oh, good. Yes. So many books to read, babes. I, j I still don't get why you have over a thousand plus books that you know you're not gonna ever, you know you know you're not gonna finish. I I'm I'm not the kind of person that will have like a a thousand plus books on my wish list. I, and then with never me, get to them. it's probably closer to three thousand. It's insane. You might as well just give it to somebody. <laughs> no, uh, well, one people are gonna be getting a lot of books when I die, but you know people who I know. But two, it's also like. I like reading. I like books. I think it's good to read. Oh, you know. I don't understand that. Why? Well, I mean, you know for sure you're not going to get through all your reading lists yeah. in your lifetime. I just, I just go, I just get like two books at a time and and read those and then move on. Oh. I I know I'm not going to read all the books in the world, and that's why I don't have a thousand books on my wish list. But it's something to strive to. I may not get to all of them, but I could get to a percentage of them, and that's better than nothing. Oh, you're weird. You are too, and I love you. Oh. But I'm glad you're kind of reading Stephen King's book, Eleven Twenty Two Sixty. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested to find out what happened uh, with Mister uh, Jake Epping, which sounds like it didn't start very well, um, with his marriage and yes. his wife leaving, and that he never cried for a while. Uh oh, well, I still love you, beeps. Yeah, I love you. Bubs. Yeah, these knots are killing me. I'm thinking of getting knot reduction surgery. <laughs> I know a lot of people will have their knot will put silicone in their knots and have them increase in size, but to me that just sounds painful. Ow, why would you do that? I don't know. So you could sew off your knots. Well, the <laughs> well, the the easiest thing to do is to take maybe um a, a Epsom salt bath. Yes. An Epsom salt bath and um. And if you want to smell like an old guy, you could put on some uh, Ben Gay or Icy Hot. That's right, babe. Both of them have menthol. I think Ben Gay smells more menthol-ish, but they both smell like old men. Yes. Yeah. You were telling me that the song Juicy from uh, Notorious B.I.G. sampled like a Juicy Fruit commercial? No, 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 no. I think you got that confused. Tell me. The name of the song was called Juicy Fruit in the 80s. Okay. Apparently. But juicy fruit is, um, as we know, is a gum. 
Yeah. And they had juicy fruit. They had a juicy fruit commercial, but that's different than the song. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it, it came out in 1983, and I have to find out. Um, I believe it's called Juicy Fruit, yes. but I have to find out who sings it again. Oh. Yeah. Yes, yes. I was barely alive back then, babes. I know. You're just uh, a year, almost a year old. Almost but... a year old there. J-Wo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was interesting because I remember when I was three or four years old and I would take the bus to preschool and uh, they would play like the 80s stuff that um, the kids were into at the time. Mm. Because there were um, some much older kids. They were like teenagers when I was really little. And they were riding on the same bus? Yeah, because they went to high school. They they went to their high school and I went to uh, preschool. There were some, they were, they, I wasn't just the only little kid on the bus. Okay. I don't remember being in preschool and riding on a bus with teenagers. I remember being in preschool and riding on a bus with other little kids. Yeah, and I wasn't the only little kid, by the way. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, they were listening to some some interesting hip-hop that I actually liked. In the early 80s, you got to Yeah, in the early, early 80s, yeah. I didn't know what they were, but they were good. I didn't get to hear that stuff in the early 80s. Well, because you were little, Bob. You were a bebe. Oh, oh, okay. You were the bebe of the family. That's the right. Bebe. And you were growing up fast there, little Jewel. I wasn't growing up that fast. You were though. getting into trouble back then. No, I wasn't. Yeah. Well, I got trouble from my preschool teacher, but that was just for a little thing. Yeah, we're not going to mention that here. Because, you know, I think the statute of limitation has passed. Bob. What? It wasn't that bad. Okay, I'm struggling with it. And I love you. You're making up stories again. Oh, my goodness. Why are you squeezing my foot? Well, okay, your foot was just there. I don't know. I was just there. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have uh, some violent tendencies, babes. No, I don't. Oh, I've noticed them. I do not, Bubby. Oh, Oh, I, I do not. You're violent towards me. No, I'm not. Am I? Sometimes, yeah. No, what did I do? Sometimes you'll just grab me and start squeezing. Yeah, but but you said that there are times where you said that you you wanted me to put that much pressure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can massage my foot if you want. No, you can massage <laughs> it, not tickle. <laughs> I'll do that later. Oh my goodness, you can do it now. Now. I love you. We're we're doing a podcast episode. We you. are. This isn't the, this isn't a massage Rick's feet for an hour. <laughs> that would be fun though. I already did that for an hour at the park. Was it? No, it wasn't that. Long. Okay, it wasn't that long, but no. it was still it was still strange because you just took out you just took off your shoes and you're like, can you? <laughs> Today is our one year our one week anniversary of the Blues Fest. Mm-hmm. So happy anniversary to us. Okay. Yes. I think next week we should celebrate with a cake. No, that's a little bit weird, oh, but oh. we don't. We usually don't celebrate anniversaries of festivals. That's a good point. But our anniversary is coming up in a month. That's right. In almost a month. Actually, no, a little, a little over bit, a month. A little now. less. Yeah, a little less than a month now. Yeah, and I'm still trying to think of what I'm going to get you. And you had a, a colleague who had a birthday yesterday. A colleague. Yeah. What else would you call her? Um, a friend I knew in high school. Uh-oh. 
a colleague sounds like somebody I work with professionally. That's true. And I kind <laughs> and I still kind of know this person, but uh, they've been kind of giving me the cold shoulder ever since I started talking about Alana J-Lo, which makes me think that there's more No, but on. she said some nice things about me, you said. She did. And, and then when I said, hey, you should call her, here's her number. And she, she never called me. She never called you, and she stopped returning my messages. So I don't know what's When was the last time you messaged her? Like... I don't know, like two years ago, and I said, "Hey, Alana would like it if you called her," and then you know that's it. And well, now I'm on the outs. I'm on the blacklist. The blacklist. I think that's what they call it, right? I don't You're know. You're blacklisted. Blacklisted, maybe I don't know. Yes. Um. Yeah, uh, I I believe it was her birthday yesterday, and so was my aunt's birthday yesterday. Oh, good. Yeah. Your aunt, who you don't talk to, the one who lives. My in my aunt that I barely ever talk to. I, I, it, yeah, she's the one that lives in. Um, she's the one that lives on the east coast. Now I want her to live forever, but assuming that do, that do you? Yes, I do. She will not live forever. I'm I'm saddened. Oh my goodness! Assuming I don't get my wish on this one though, and she passes away, God forbid, and it's before you, will you attend the funeral? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. It's hard to say. My guess is no. I don't. I mean, it it would feel kind of strange because I didn't really know her very well. I don't really know her very well. Yeah. And the last time that I actually saw her in person was in I think it was in '98. This was around. I think it might have been around Christmas time. She came to visit. So. Did you two talk at all? Did you just say uh, hi? Kind of. I mean, yeah, she was she was there. Um, I, I believe she came over by herself. Nice. Well, if you're because not there. Um, yeah, because um, my uncle wasn't there with her, so I think she came over by herself. Do you know this uncle that well? Not really. Um, he was... A, in a pol in the political office in the Philippines, but I think the last I heard he was sick. Oh, uh -uh. and I think by then they were no longer married anymore. I don't know if that's true. I don't don't quote me on that, but the last I heard he was sick, and I didn't really know him very well. Very well. You're definitely not going to his funeral then. If it already happened, I wasn't able to go. Okay. So I don't know. I, I I really don't know. Do you think she's ever going to get remarried? I don't think so. I don't know. Hmm. That's a good question. I, I really don't know. But that had to be really hard because, you know, he was, he was living in, he was back in the Philippines. So, and she's all, and she's, and she's all the way in New York. So that's weird. That'd be hard. Yes. Well, good for them. J-Wo. Good for them. You sound tired, babes. A little bit. We can uh, speed this up a little no, bit. No, no, no. I'm okay. okay. I'm not, like, falling asleep already. Oh, oh well, good. I'm still awake. Yeah, we did sleep pretty well last night. Well, I did. I did, too. I was pretty much out as soon as we said goodnight. I was trying to watch a YouTube video. I don't even remember what it was. Oh, I remember now. It was... Uh, I've, as you know, I've been going down the Cisco and Ebert rabbit hole. Yeah. So I watched an interview from 1997, um, and it was Roger Ebert being interviewed by Tom Snyder. Oh, the creepy one? Yeah. Okay. I've never seen any Tom Snyder anything, but you said he was creepy. But he's also a very good interviewer, too. Um, 
Is that when did Roger Ebert start start getting sick? He had a few like less serious bouts with cancer, but I believe when things got real was in around two thousand eight. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It's too bad. He lived a very interesting life. Yeah, he did. I mean, judging by that documentary we saw, what the is it book called? Life Itself. Life Itself, and it's it's based off of his book by the same name, which is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And there were some funny stories, and there were some weird ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really great that, that they were able to um, talk to his wife, Chaz. Yeah. And they were, and I think that was his, his only wife that he was married to, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yes. See, like, they had a good relationship. Yes. I was trying to see last night if Gene Siskel had any books on Bookshare. Because I've read some Roger Ebert stuff. But I never got into, I mean, I obviously I watched the show. But I never saw if Gene Siskel wrote anything. When did did he die already? He did, right? He died in ninety-nine. Wow. Early ninety-nine. Wow. Before did, before uh Ebert. Honestly. Yeah, like over a decade before. We saw about it in the movie Babes. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then and then it had um Ebert Ebert, Ebert. and Roper. Yeah. I remember when Gene Siskel died. I was it, it was probably like mid-January of 1999, so mm -hmm. I would have been 16 years old. And or 17. No, it was mid-January, babes. My birthday is in December. I know, but you would you would have turned 17, right? At the end of 99. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. At the end of... Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's right. I, yeah. Okay. Excuse so, it was my job, one of my chores as a kid, as a kid, I was, you know... What was I at that point? But was to take out the garbage. And on Friday, I'm supposed to take the garbage container to the backyard. Yep. But maybe there was a slight possibility that I got really high that weekend and didn't do that. Uh-huh. And my mom came back and started yelling me, you know, about it. Mm -hmm. So I did that, came back into the house, turned on the radio. I was listening to NPR and they said Gene Siskel, movie critic, is dead at the age of 53. Wow. I was shocked by That's it. Super young. Now, shocked is a strong term because I remember about six or seven months earlier, I was watching TV and Siskel and Ebert, obviously, favorite of mine, uh -huh. turned, tuned it in and he was doing it by telephone because he had just had surgery. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. On what? His brain babes because he had a brain tumor. Okay, wow. That was in the documentary, babes. They didn't say, you know, this episode he was from the hospital, but they did talk about, you know, them discovering the brain tumor. I think I do remember that, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I do not remember that, but I do remember that um, when Siskel was gone, uh, Roper took over. But first they tried a couple of different people to see if they fit. I didn't like their dynamic as much because I felt with Gene Siskel, because they had been doing it for so long mm -hmm. and they they were more like equals yeah. so they could really get into it and argue with each other but with richard roper and uh roger ebert they would disagree but it wasn't as heated as, and as contentious as it was with gene siskel mm -hmm. because richard roper rightfully knew that he wasn't the star of that show okay you know what I mean? So it's not his fault that it didn't work. Anybody right. else in that situation, yeah. I think, would have had a, a challenging time doing it. How long were they doing the show for, uh, uh, Siskel and Ebert? 
since the mid 70s, I think, like wow. 74, 75. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. Mm hmm. Huh. Yeah. Uh, but kudos to Richard Roper for at least, you know, giving it a shot. Wow. They did it more than 20 years. That's right, babes. You sound really tired. I'm not. Oh. Uh, it's because my head was on the pillow, too. Oh. No, no, it sounds like they've been doing it for, um, for been doing that show for 20, 20 plus years. Yep. Wow. And then he dies, Richard Roper comes along, and, you know, they do it for, I don't know, five, ten more years. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. So I was watching a Tom Snyder there, Whoa. I see. I should look him up because I don't know much about that guy. Yeah. You do sound really tired, so... We might just want to... Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm not that tired, Bob. Why? Oh, my... Because you're yawning and you're like, oh, what happened, Bob? Bob. Who are you, Bob? Bob. <laughs> and you know what's going to happen, babes. What? When I go home today, I'm going to get a call from you tonight saying, oh, Bob, I was really tired all you. I'm glad I took you. Well, maybe I will take one. I don't know. Oh, good. I love you, babes. I love my triggered jeans. Mm. <laughs> you do get triggered, I get frustrated with you, Bob. <laughs> and you know I wouldn't do that with anybody. Well, you shouldn't do it with me. You should keep it bottled up inside. No way. You yeah. know that song, Don't Cry Out Loud? No. Just keep it inside and learn how to hide your feelings? Oh. It doesn't work with me, Bob. Oh, my goodness. I have to let it out somehow. It works when your mom's here. Although, no, I've, I've heard you back talk your mom a little bit. Not really. I, wasn't, I wouldn't consider it back talking. Your mom was going on and on. On your birthday about... I, I, no, no, but I wasn't back-talking. I was just saying, can we talk about something else? Because we were talking about it a lot, and I and I wanted to kind of talk about, you know, iPads or something else. Yeah, because you just wanted to talk about Jesus and demons all day. And so oh, but... She did. And I just, I'm just like, you know, and... Uh, anyway, I don't, I don't like you when people try to dominate the conversation. I don't either, babes. Yeah. So I wouldn't call it back talking. I was just asking very politely, can we please um, move on to something? But she got a little bit offended by that because she got up and just like went into your bedroom and hung out here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, but 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 she she just doesn't know when to... Anyway. Yeah. People don't know when to stop sometimes. And maybe I should have asked her a different way. But, but she... And we didn't... And like I said, we didn't fight about it. So uh -oh. we didn't really fight about it. I understand why she was trying to do that, but at the same time, it was like, it kept going on and on and on, and I felt like I could have transitioned it better, but at the same time, she didn't have to leave. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was um, reacting to it a lot. Um, she she was reacting to it more than, than she could have, she should have. Okay, so you say that this isn't true. But my perception of your mom is that all she ever talks about is Jesus. She didn't talk about it and politics. Time. Okay, but you could see where I could get that perception, though, right? Yeah, but and but I will say this: sometimes she brings it up at the most inopportune times. Yeah, so it's fun to pick on your mom, but let's not necessarily do that right now. Thank uh, you. Yes, but now we you know that I am a believer in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. No, you're not, and stop but, mocking. Okay. See, this is exactly why I get frustrated with you, Bubs. Oh. You I, mock, mock, I thought mock, I was mock. a believer. Apparently, I'm not. Mock, 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 mock. You're playing with mock, my nod. Mock, mock, mock. Okay, so here's a question for you. Yes. 
Now, obviously, you think that people should believe in Jesus. But what do you think is better? Somebody who believes in Jesus and goes to church on Sundays, but they can also kind of like live a regular life and they 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 try they follow the rules but they're a little bit loose assuming or yeah but you're 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 asking this question assuming that christians are boring and um they don't know how to have fun at all i mean that's, that's what you're that's, this is this is exactly why i get frustrated with you bugs oh mock mock ow, mock ow, ow. But so, or somebody like maybe similar to your mom, who all they talk about is Jesus and demons and you know that type of stuff. Bubs, I don't know. Okay. Ow! <laughs> you squeeze that not pretty hard there, Jay. Whoa! Ow. Well, well, what I want to do also, Bubs, is I want to. I actually do want to get it out for all you. All right, give it one more good squeeze. Okay. Count three, one, two, three, go! One more. Okay. One, two, three, go! <laughs> okay, one more time, Bubs, and I promise you, hopefully this will make it feel better. All right. No, no, no. Position it right. Okay. Position it right, right here on the count of three. One, two, three, go! <laughs> there we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that starts to break up real soon. Hopefully. I don't, I don't like it when you get knots. I don't like it either, babes. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Oh, go ahead. I don't like it when I get those little knots in my shoulder, too. Very good, very good. And mine are big. They are. I'm surprised. I mean, it has to do something with the Blues Festival because I was standing all the time. But I didn't have my backpack on. You but, didn't? No. Were you Were you slouching? No, I was standing pretty straight. I mean, I know that when I was sitting on the towel, I felt like I was slouching and it was very uncomfortable. Oh, I maybe have, I was slouching then. It, I didn't have... um. We didn't have any back support. Yeah, that's true. And I don't like you when I don't have back support because it really isn't good for your back. Yes. It was still worth going to the Blues Festival. It was well worth it. And a lot of the people that we saw were just great. Yes. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, top of the line greatness. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, babes. Yeah. We had dinner last night. We did. It turned out pretty good. It was this like rice, broccoli, carrot bake. A rice, broccoli, potato bake, and uh, and it had carrots and uh, sun-dried tomatoes also. Yes. It was really good. Yes, it was. And some really, really good cheese. Very good, babes. Cheddar. Cheddar. And after that, we yes. watched two movies. Yes, we did. And um, both of which we have never seen. We started off with the 1962 film Lolita. Yes. I had heard that this movie was super toned down because of the time. And that you don't you don't really know what's going on between the two characters. I was very ple pleasantly surprised even though the movie is very disturbing. I was I thought the same thing too. I thought it was going to be a drama all the way through. And it's more of a dark comedy than anything else. Yeah, it is. Which is kind of an odd take when you're talking about pedophilia. I know. But it worked in this movie. I, and I um I would I would like to give a brief brief synopsis of it if I can. Okay, go ahead. So um there's a woman named Charlotte Hayes who um moves in this man named uh, Humbert or Humbert. I don't know what his last name is. I That's his last name, Humbert Humbert. Humbert Humbert. 
Um, I think I think it's pronounced Humbird. I'm okay. not sure. You might be right. Humbird, Humbird. Anyway, he's this British guy. He's a he's a writer. He's been uh, writing in his diary, and he's also trying to write a novel. Um. So he, we don't exactly. How, do you remember how they ended up meeting each other, or it, was that the first time that he met uh, Charlotte? I think he meets her when he comes to live at her place. Yeah. Okay. So. So he lives at her place, and um, he finds out that Mr. Hayes has died, and Charlotte Hayes has said nothing but kind words about her husband, and that he was very, um, he was a very good man. He provided for them, and now he's gone, and they live in this. She lives in this big house with her daughter. the The house is called Ramsdale. I'm going to read the book. I believe in the novel she's 12, but in the film they change it to where she's more like 14. That's still really, really disturbing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Mrs. Hayes, Charlotte Hayes, um, eventually introduces Humbird to Mr. Humbird to Lolita, who's like twirling around in her bikini. Yeah, this is fairly early on. Fairly early on in the movie, um, he finds out that um, she is seeing this guy named Kenny. They're just starting to. They're just starting to see each other. Lolita. Lolita yeah. is. Yep. Her name is Lolita. Yep. Um, if you guys haven't figured it out yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so things kind of go on where Lolita is... Um, Asks to stay over at a friend's house, um, where the the parents were going to, or the um, the parents were supposed to chaperone, but it's implied that they're they have an open relationship, I guess, right? Yes. Yeah, which is kind of weird. I mean, they called it broad minded because they couldn't really say things because of the Hayes Code, like we can talk about right now. But I'm assuming if you're an audience member. Going to watch this film in 1962, you could put it together. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, she ends up not staying there, or at least she wasn't there for long. And she ditches the party and comes back and sees um, her mother and Mr. Humbert dancing together. And she's like, what's going on over here? And, you know, and then Mr. Humbert's saying, you know, I think you've been too liberal with her. I mean, don't you think that... You should know what she's doing. Do you think that it's proper that she's out? Well, yes, and he said that before Lolita came home. I know that. Okay. And I forgot that. I'm sorry. That's okay. Excuse me. What? I'm the one giving this an Okay, okay. Okay, so anyway, um, things kind of um, go on by. I don't, I don't remember how long he's been living there, but he's sick in bed. The maid comes in. She gives him a letter from Mrs. Hayes and basically says, uh, you, you know, basically tells him, you're the love of my life and um, I think you should move out uh, because it would be really bad to have you here and, and I'm in love with you anyway. <laughs> and so he's, he's, he's laughing at this because it's obvious that he doesn't love her. Oh. Well, at least it seems obvious to us that he doesn't really love her that much. And he ends up marrying her. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny, actually. Would you like to... Um... 
Okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's been writing about his passion for Lolita in his diary. Yep. And twelve-year-old girls keep diaries. Man, men keep journals. So it's in his journal. Yeah, it's in his journal right? or whatever. Well, girls keep journals too. They keep diaries, babes. And, and journals. Uh, okay, I'm sure they do. Yeah, they they do keep journals. Okay, good. So, your girl Lolita is off at summer camp. The mom wants to send her away to boarding school after this. So that they can be alone. And, you know, my man Humpert isn't really too keen on this idea. So they, they get in a fight. She doesn't really know what's wrong. At one point, Lolita comes. I'm sorry, calls. And Humpert yells at the mom. Um, it, it has to do with Lolita, but it doesn't have to do with her. Like, he doesn't say it, but we know as the audience that that's the real reason he's upset. Yes, exactly. And, and Lolita hangs up. Yeah. So. The, oh, go, go ahead. Okay, so so Charlotte and Humbert get into this fight. Yep. And he she ends up finding, uh, it's because she ends up finding this, um, what? No, they get into the fights because he started it. She leaves the room, finds his journal, and then things escalate. I, I was going to say that. Okay. You made it sound like the journal started the fight. Ah! You did. But keep going. I love you. Really, Bubs? Really? You you did. And I love you. All right, give me a kiss. No. Yeah. Because I don't want to end up like, uh, well, I guess you would be Humbert in this situation and I'd be the mom. So I don't want to end up like Shaw, dude. (laughs) No, but you're a lot level-headed than she was. She was... Kind of insane, actually. Thank you. Um. Anyway, so so she finds a diary or journal, whatever you call it, the book that he's writing in, <laughs> and he's trying to convince her. He's trying to convince her that hey, uh, novelists write these kinds of things about what's going on in their life. I mean, that's what they do. And and he, sometimes they'll you know just use these character names. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, okay, I'm gonna make you a drink. You stay there. I'll make you a drink. And he's making her this martini, doesn't know where she is. She, he's thinking that she's upstairs because she's upset. She snuck out of the house, though. She's, yeah, because she he gets a call, snuck out of the house, uh, ends up in front of a car, and the car runs over and she dies. Yep. He is told that, um, so he goes outside and realizes that she's dead. Uh, Lolita comes back. No. What? But she doesn't come back, babes. No, no, no. I was okay. I was, I was trying to fast forward here. Even if he fast forwards, he doesn't come back. Well, well, he picks her up. Okay, fine. Bubs, who's telling the synopsis? All right, she comes back. Go ahead. Maybe I should rephrase it so um, Rick over here doesn't keep bugging me. Um, he picks her up from the summer camp. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Can I? Can I move on now? Yes, you can. He picks her up from the summer camp. Um. And she's thinking, oh, we should, we should go home. But he says, you know what? Um, you know, your mother's not feeling well. Why don't we go to Lep- Leppington? I, th- I don't know what that place is. But I a- think. Am I allowed to step in or no? Yes, you can. That's not what he says. He, he picks her up under the pretenses that her mom is sick and in the hospital and that they have to drive there. But it's going to take a while because it's a few towns away. I was. 
Sorry. Do you want to continue? All right, all right, all right. you go ahead. I'll go, be quiet. No, 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 no you go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm going to be listening, boy. No, no, no. no. You, you can no. fill in the gaps no, no. because obviously you I'm, know it more than I do. I'm going to be listening, boy. I'm now. not being, I'm not very happy with you. All right, I'm going to be listening, boy. Go ahead. Okay. So, uh, as as Rick filled in, he picked her up under the, um, um, and, and took her, um, not not back to the house, but under the pretense that, oh, your mom's sick, we should go to the hospital. But he says, you know what, we, we should we should travel on a little bit more because um and, and she's she's not knowing what happened, obviously. She is like, why don't we call uh why don't I call for um why don't I call the hospital to check on my mom? uh at the gas station and he's like uh i don't you know he's telling her i don't know the number of this hospital why don't we go um a couple towns over because it's going to take us a while to get to leppington and they end up uh checking into this hotel am i correct yes okay fill in now all right because you know you want to i do there's a policeman's convention going on at one of the (laughs) hotels and we should also say earlier in the film there was a man named claire claire quilty claire quilty and he's really good at taking on these characters doing different voices and all this stuff yes very good so it's going to come up later but your girl lolita goes to bed uh humbert is waiting for this uh fold-out bed the cot. Yes. The cot. He gets it. It collapses. <laughs> but he had, before it collapsed and before he got it, he had a conversation with this guy claiming to be a cop. But he's a little bit out there. He is. They go along their way. And Lolita really is thinking, well, why can't we just stop and call my mom? Mm-hmm. And then Humber just says she's dead. She's dead. And, and the then... next, next scene is in the hotel room with her crying. And it's she's pretty crying. Funny. You thought it was funny. Uh, you did too. I kind of did because she, he does, he just tells her matter of factly, like your mother is dead uh, in his uh, British uh. accent, and and she doesn't even know how she died. She doesn't even know how she died. She doesn't know where she died. Yep. <laughs> He's dead, and she's like, it's not normal anymore. You know, this is gonna be. We don't have a home to go to. <laughs> uh, go on, please. Time goes by. They move to a city. And by now, they're in love with each other, or at least he is with her, and they're dating each other and all that stuff. It's 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 kind of creepy, actually. Yeah, it is kind of creepy. It's very creepy. It's very it's very creepy. Uh, side note: pedophilia is creepy. <laughs> note to self. Anyways, <laughs> I was thinking of uh, dirty work earlier this morning, babes. When you even note do to this. self. Get uh, ass cream for the giant warts on my ass. <laughs> Anyways, Whoa. that is not this movie. <laughs> They're seeing each other, but she's been hanging out away from home more and more. She And then she's also been um, missing her piano lessons. But he doesn't know that at first. Yeah. He knows that she wants to be in the school play. He doesn't want that, but a psychologist from the school comes. A German psychologist. Yes. Take it up, J-Lo. So this German psychologist says, Mr. Humbug. And, and, and it's, it's, it's quite comical how he does it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and the, I, 
the weird thing that he said was, you know, you need to, well, first he asks him about his sex life. And then he goes, you need to lay off on her dating because, you know, you, you may think of your Lolita as a sweet little child, but the boys don't think so. I mean, you know, they're, they're looking at her, they're looking at her curvature and all that. And, you know, and it's kind of creepy yeah. the way he said it. And he said, you know, and I think you should, I think that you should let her be in this play. I think it's important that you let her do that. Let her, let her grow up a little bit. She's in the play. He doesn't watch any of the rehearsals, comes there, talks to the piano teacher, who explains that she's been missing classes for the last month. A couple weeks. No, it's been a month. Oh, oh, okay, a month then. Yep. And he gets a little bit upset. Oh, very. There's a yelling and screaming match. She runs out of the house and one of the, the neighbors the, comes the over. The neighbor comes over and is like, you know what? Uh, there's been some people talking about uh, you and your little girl. And... You know, like, I know, I know, I know people talk and they kind of, uh, you know, part ways and he goes off looking for her. Finds her, they go on the road. Humper thinks that they're being tracked. Because there's this car that's watching them and then they stop at this gas station and she's talking to the guy and he's freaking out because he really, he's, he's literally taking her across state lines. Mm -hmm. And he's like, who are you talking to? I'm thinking that the person you were talking to at the gas station was the guy that's been, the, the, the person that's been following us. One thing leads to another. Lolita ends up in the hospital. Because she's got this uh, fever. Right. This uh, flu or whatever it was. Humper goes there. You could tell that he's sick too. Yep. And then he gets a call, you know, basically asking about his sex life. He goes to the hospital to check her out. It turns out she left a few hours earlier and his reaction is, he's not very thrilled with this news. She's like, "What? where did she go? And and she he goes back to the hospital. They can't, they won't let him go into the room. And then he has to have um, permission from Dr. Key. And then things start going crazy when um, they try to get a hold of him. He starts choking the nurse. Things are um, not going well. And what happens after that, Bubs? We assume that he went back to the house that the mom owned and gets a letter from her saying, hey, I need some money. I'm expecting a baby. Tracks, I'm married. Yep, tracks down the girl. She, you know, is her old typical self around him, except she's got, you know, the baby fat and whatnot. And then, and then and, she, what? And then the husband comes in. She acts more innocent. He leaves, and then she breaks down life to Humper. And she basically said that I had a crush on Claire Quilty, and I was seeing him all this time when I was supposed to be at my piano lesson. He's really good at disguise. He's really good at disguises, and the German psychologist and the car that was watching us, um, everything like that. So I had I I was in love with him, and uh, while this was going on with us. Yes. And and my husband thinks that you're my stepfather. He doesn't know anything else. Humbert starts crying, she blows him off. Well 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 Humbert starts crying after um he told her that he wanted her to uh be with him officially. Yep. And he she says, No, I, I can't do it to my husband. He's a really sweet guy 
And I don't want, you know, I destroyed a lot of things in my life and I don't want to destroy this one. And then he starts crying, leaves her the check, and he's, and she says, well, um, we have to keep in touch then. Uh -huh. <laughs> I have to laugh at that one. He goes to kill Claire Quilty, Quilty, and that's the end of the movie. And he killed he kills Claire in the beginning of the movie, and that was leading up to it. Yeah, then they kind of like circle back to it, which is really interesting because uh, Claire makes a reference to Spartacus, which I believe was the first film that Stanley Kubrick directed. Yeah. Um, so I think both of them should have been in prison. Oh. I agree, by the way. Um, because both of them were really creepy. Um, I kind of think that the reason why Lolita was going after these guys was because it seemed to me like her mom's parenting was so unstable. Yes. And the mom was so lonely that it seemed like she was going to throw herself at any guy. But I guess she didn't. She threw herself at um, at uh, Humbert. But it sounded like if she had the opportunity, she would throw herself at anybody. We get the impression that she was with many men in between Lolita's father and meeting Humbert. Uh-huh. This film is creepy, but it's also a classic. I gave it a, a strong seven because of the creepiness. I would have given it a um, higher grade, but it was well done. It was really funny, actually. There was some really funny parts, but also... It's at times very creepy. I'm surprised your rating was that low, considering it seemed like you were really into the movie when we were watching it. I, I was. I'm not saying I wasn't, but just because of the creep factor, I had to give it a, a lower grading. I give it close to a nine. I think this film was excellent. Yeah. It's exceptionally good, much better than I was expecting. I Because we both thought it was going to be an entire uh, drama. Yeah. And not only that, I wasn't sure how far they were going to take it with the actress who played Lolita and, you know, uh, Humbert in the movie. I thought it was just going to be, it's implied and it's really watered down. And of course, I should have known Stanley Kubrick directed it, so they're going to do some stuff. Um, or th things are going to be implied in a very strong way, rather. I want to read the book. I was creeped out when you told me that Lolita in the book was supposed to be 12. I believe so. Really creepy. Now that's what I've heard. Excuse me. Having not read it though. Yeah. And I know that, um, when we hear now about men, uh, kidnapping and, um, raping little girls that are, uh, definitely not, you know, definitely under 18, you, you call, they call the girls, uh, Lolita's, you know, mm. or, uh, Yeah. Because the guy is after the the younger girl. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a creepy thing to think about. It is. Uh, it really is. And there's a case in the news, it's a little bit different, but some dude who seems like a real perv was living in Portland and went across to Canada and kidnapped a, like a 13-year-old girl. And she was missing for like... 10 days. 10 days. And, and he already uh, violated her. Apparently, what I heard on the news is he was also a volunteer with KBU, which is a very cool community radio station. But he was fired for doing some program with highly sexualized content. I wonder if he was talking about pedophilia. pedophilia. Well, that I don't know, babes. That is just so creepy. I just mm. don't. I don't get it. It's it's just 
gross to me. But um, but that's to say that these issues keep coming back in our society. Yes, it does. But then you hear about female teachers that have been taking advantage of young boys. Mm-hmm. And that's creepy, too. Eh. Like the uh, Mary Kayla Turnals of the world. And, um, you know, she ended up marrying the child that she preyed upon, which uh-huh. is even creepier to me. Okay. Yeah. So this these, these themes of child sexualization are still prevalent in our society. Absolutely. Yes. And um, it it is um, so disturbing to me, the whole um, child um, sex slavery, sex trafficking. Um, I mean, you might as well call it slavery because that's what it is. Mm. It's, it's really what it is. They are um, catering to uh, the needs of older men. It's just gross. Mostly older men. Yeah. It's gross. Good movie, though. Good movie. I wonder what the... Uh, I don't know if um, if the girl who played Lolita is still around. Um, I think James Mason is gone now, right? Yeah. But we could probably find some interviews with them online. But I wonder what they thought about that issue now that we're seeing it talked about a lot more. Well, I think James Mason died a while ago before Me Too. Yeah. So I wonder how they, I wonder how the um, the actress felt about it. That's a good question. Yeah. Very, very well done film. It, it is very well done. It, it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely different for 1962. Yeah. And I think you needed somebody like Stanley Kubrick to make something like this happen. Yeah, I don't really have a desire to see the Jeremy Irons one. No. I don't know. That might actually be a drama. That's One, it probably is, because even though we didn't have Me Too in 1997, times had changed. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want, I'm not that interested in seeing it, and it's probably not as good as this one. But again, I do want to read the book. <laughs> do you think, I don't know how to phrase this question without it sounding really creepy. Go ahead. Do you think that the girl who played Lolita, Lolita's character, yeah. do you think that she got a thrill by playing both these men? Absolutely. The character did. And and that's standard in life. There, there will be women of a lot of different age groups that will do that. But if somebody's under 18... Yeah, they may get a thrill out of it, but that doesn't excuse you pursuing them. I totally agree. Yeah. They should they should know that you shouldn't do that to men, but at the same time the men should be the adult the adult the adults um that would say, "You know what? Um I'm not going to I'm not going to to deprive you of your innocence." Yeah. And and here's the thing, you can make the argument, well, she wasn't that innocent already. Well, maybe, but that's not your choice to make. Exactly, because she doesn't know any, you know, she she is, um, she's not grown up yet. Yeah, so she may have had sex and she may, may know what it, that's what an orgasm is like, but she doesn't necessarily know the real life consequences that come around with sleeping from somebody who's that different from her as far as age I goes, think and maturity. I, I think in some ways she has to face the consequences with the ending of it. Absolutely. Um, but she shouldn't be. She shouldn't be blamed for what happened to her. Right. Um, like like even if it was a seventeen year old person, a seventeen year old girl, 
that um, was um, playing boys or trying to steal people's boyfriends or whatever. She needs to know the consequences of that. But at the same time, she also needs guidance mm -hmm. to say, you know, you don't do that to anybody. You don't do that to um, any girl. Uh, you don't uh, try to, uh, and, and I'm saying this because of experience, like oh. I knew somebody like that and I think I told you about it. Okay. But, she, you know, you don't, um, you don't play with people's emotions. No. It's just not right. No. Yeah. Would you recommend this film to your family? If so, what's the elevator pitch? Um, I guess I would recommend it, number one, because these issues are happening today, but a lot more rampantly. Mm -hmm. Number two, this is a movie that I heard about but never saw, and it's a classic. Um, and I think I think they would find a lot of it funny, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Does watching Lolita make you want to see any more films directed by Stanley Kubrick? Possibly. I heard he was a really good director. Yeah. It's crazy, but uh, I mean, I, I heard that a lot of his films were very good. I wanted to, I want to show you at some point Full Metal Jacket. That's a really good movie that he did. And when did that come out? I want to say 86 or 87. What is that one about? It's again, it's kind of like two movies in one, but it's basically about these. Well, the first half of it, these, I guess, uh, young men are training to become soldiers mm -hmm. and it's about their experience in the actual, you know, uh, camp, mm -hmm. you know, getting their skills up and all that stuff. Yeah. And one of the uh, recruits is just being mentally tortured by the, um, the staff sergeant. And it's about what happens with that. And then it's about what happens when some of these characters go off to Vietnam. That sounds really intense. It's a good movie though. But I heard I heard good things of um about uh, Stanley Kubrick's yeah. um movies. I know that um we talked about The Shining mm -hmm. and that there was um some controversy with um how he may have treated Shelley Duvall. Oh yeah. And um and and then too bad for Shelley Duvall because um you can find an interview with her and she is just off the rails crazy. Oh. Off the rails, not making any sense. She's slurring her words. She's a lot old she seems a lot older than what she is and she's not the uh the woman that you see on um fairy tale theater because she's a host of fairy tale theater oh i think she did yeah and one day the fairy tale the the uh fairy stars of the theater decided they didn't know the history and they decided to invite stanley kubrick onto the set to do an episode with her That's oh wow no i don't know if that happened so i mean it's it's sad because i remember watching her when i was a kid yeah yeah, and it's it's sad to see her now. She's not the same Shelley Duvall like everybody um, remembered. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so maybe we'll watch some more Stanley Kubrick movies there, Jay. Well, I do want to see Eyes Wide Shut. I've seen parts of it, but he, that's his last movie. Oh, really? Yeah. And then what happened? And then he died. Uh, he died like a month or two before it came out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's the one with uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Do mm -hmm. you know what the premise of it is? All I really know is that they're like upper class people who go through these weird sexual experiences. 
Oh, well. Yeah, which is kind of daring when you think about all the rumors about Tom Cruise and the time when it was made when he was just this big movie star. Not that he's not now. And then there was... There but he was, didn't have to do challenging roles. Like there that. was rumors that he was infertile. Um, I heard about that. Mm. They, there was rumors that she that he was infertile and he couldn't give Nicole Kidman a baby. Oh. And that they adopted. So... I don't know. I have the copy of the movie. I've just never watched it oh. from beginning to end. Okay. I think one time I tried to, but I might have been stoned at the time. Oh, my goodness. This was like maybe 2000 babes. Oh, my goodness. What? Oh, my goodness. I kind of liked Far and Away. It was kind of a weird movie, but yeah. um, they, they all had um Irish accents in it. It was it was interesting. Mm-hmm. He's on some good ones, babes. Far and Away. Yeah. Yes. Good movies. Crazy person. Yeah. And I can, I we can all uh, appreciate uh, Crazy Cruise. <laughs> well, we can separate the person from the artist. Yeah, we we can. We can and, separate the person from the artist. And it's also the person that we think we know because, yeah, it's easy to say he's a Scientologist, or there's that one episode of Oprah where he came off as insane. Yeah, but those over the couch. Yep. Those are snapshots from his life. It's possible that if we actually met Tom Cruise and hung out with him, he probably has some nutty beliefs, but he could still be a, a cool person. And too. he didn't seem like a very nice person in uh, Rain Man for a while. But that's also a character. He's but playing. he's also a character. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I know. I know. I, 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 yeah, I mean, we can say that, but we don't we don't really know this guy. I'm usually good at separating the artists from the person. Like, I'd much rather be around Tom Cruise and Mel Gibson. Now, having said that, I'd much rather watch a Mel Gibson movie because I think he's more talented as a filmmaker. I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. Even though he's off the, uh, you know, scales racist, Mel Gibson. He's anti-Semite. And he hates black people. Uh-oh. Yes. Yeah, he got to get some, uh, he's got to get some therapy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Therapy. And who knows, maybe he is in therapy. What if, like, after that, like, racist tirade he did, babes, he went into therapy and, like, he's been cured for years, but nobody knows it? You know what I mean? And he he occasionally goes off the rails? No, what if he's figured out his problems, but just nobody wants to believe it because he was so unchanged? Well, and then then everybody makes fun of that time when he's um, on the phone to his um, ex-girlfriend. That's what I'm saying. What if that led him to go to therapy after listening to those voicemails i don't know maybe it could it could have helped mm-hmm. i don't know i haven't heard uh much of uh from mill gibson in a while he's in some movies yeah i'm sure he has yeah but not i haven't heard anything recently two-time academy award winner oh my goodness yes, yes, yes. that's what he is babes uh-oh. Two two time Academy Award winning but racist Malcolm. I think he was a lot more. Um, I I think that he was a lot more likable when he was still married to his um his his wife. Then well, yeah, he was keeping he was, it under wraps. He was craziness. keeping under wraps. I guess he he was you know he looked like a, a good family man and all that, and then everything just started to go downhill there. That's right, babes. I did. Well, we can we can admire the movies, if not the person. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say about Lolita? Uh, no, no. But now I stop it. What? I love you. Does watching the movie make you want to read the book? I don't know if I want to read it. Okay. It. it 
I don't know if I want to get creeped out even more. Okay, that's fair. But if you read the book and you say it's good, then maybe I might read it. Who who wrote it again? I don't remember. I have to check on that. Yes. Um, do you know where you can find it? I probably have a copy of it, but I'm assuming that it's also on Bargain Bookshare because it is considered a classic. Well, if you read it, you let me know what, uh, if you like it or not. Okay. Yeah, and I'll decide if I'm going to read it. It just sounds really creepy. Yes, yes. Babes. Yep. Roger Ebert said that Breaking Away was one of the best movies of the 1970s. I saw this review on YouTube earlier this week. I did some research online, find out that it's currently on HBO Max, which is a service that you know that I love. That's right. And we also watched Lolita on it. Yes, we did. So I'm like, why not? Let's check this thing out. It's good. But it was a little bit too overhyped by that. It was... It was... um... It's definitely worth watching. There's some funny things in it, but it didn't really blow me away. Yeah, it, it wasn't like laugh out loud funny from beginning to end, like the naked, like the naked gun movies. Mm-hmm. The naked gun movies, you can expect laughter for the entire movie. Yeah, at least with the first two. The first two were great, um, but this one not so much. I understand that they're trying to pay homage to Indiana, and that's great, but it could have been a little bit more funnier. I'll give the basic recap, and I'm going to make it faster than Lolita. Yes. Um, Because I can tell you're getting tired. Am I? Yeah, you are. How? Uh, you're yawning a lot. You're okay. a little bit lethargic, you know. Do I look lethargic? Yep, and you're talking, you're babbling, and, you know. I'm not babbling. Oh, you're not. Okay, good. If I was babbling, I'd be like, <laughs> and you might be <laughs> suffering from hypothermia too. But <laughs> to be in cold weather. Well, I love you. Oh my goodness. Anyways, it's based in Indiana. Yes. There's a kid named Dave. He has a group of friends called the Cutters. Yep. They're kind of the outlaw crew. He's graduated from high school. Bloomington but, High. Yeah, yeah, but has spent the last year basically studying Italian culture. Because he has this uh, Italian bike. Yeah, and the mom is really cool with it. The dad is upset. Oh, he's he's more than upset. He's like, I don't like Ivy food or... I don't, you know, why are you calling me Papa? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't like the dad in the beginning. I really didn't. I, I thought he was a jerk. I hear you, and I partially agree. I would make the argument that Dave is also a little bit of a douchebag. Yeah, Dave was weird. Dave was weird. He like, kind of went off the rails weird. When he goes up to that girl at the campus. Catherine. And he pretends that he's a foreign exchange student. And he starts calling her Katharina. Yeah. That's a little bit too much. And then he talks about um, missing his parents in Italy, (laughs) having a big family. (laughs) And she's like, no, I don't miss my parents. I I tried to get away from them as as far away from them as possible. Mm Mm-hmm. One day, Dave gets something in the uh, mail, and he finds out that the Italian team is coming to his city to uh, compete in this bike race. Yep. So he thinks, good, this is great. He rides his bike more. He's very excited. And there's a point in this movie where he comes into the house, and 
dad's like, okay, you gotta, you gotta get a job. So he goes to work with the dad at his, uh, used car dealership, which is great. Yep. He starts writing these Italian words on the cars. A young man comes by who the dad sold a bad car to earlier in the film. And Dave gives him the rebate. The refund. The refund. Refund. The dad is freaked out by this and has a medical emergency. Yes, arrest. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And eventually there's another time where Dave comes back crying. Yep. And the dad's like, I wanted you to be upset, but not like this. (laughs) The dad slowly starts to come around to his son. They find some sort of understanding, and then he starts to root for his kids to succeed. Yep. There's a day of the big race. Dave's doing awesome. Yep. The cutters are on top of the world, but Dave falls off the bike. And then another kid, uh, his one of his friends jumps on his bike. He's doing okay, but then he falls off. Yep. Dave comes back to the bike, has his uh, feet taped to the um, pedals. Yep. Goes off, is behind now. But he manages to win the race. The dad is there and he's proud of his kid. And then later on, we see Dave talking to this girl and them going off to bike and the dad looking back on them. That's where the movie ends. I think he, he I think, was that before uh, Catherine left? What? Remember when, uh, remember when Catherine told Dave that she was leaving to go to Italy? Yeah. Was he talking to her? He talked to her, and then I think some other girl came along. Yeah. 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 At the end of the movie. Okay. Uh, and, and Dave's mom is uh, pregnant now. From Dave's dad, we assume. Uh, and, and they're older. Yeah. They're older. They're, yeah, they're like middle-aged. There's this trend in things, mainly since the 90s, where older women have to become pregnant in sitcoms especially. Like, there's this thing, there's this obsession with writers in sitcoms of the 90s of how can we make sure that this old couple has another baby? I mean, you notice that. You know that I'm not uh, lying about that. Yeah, I mean, it's not with every sitcom I saw in the 90s, but it it is kind of strange. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's kind of strange. But they do do that. A lot. No, there are some exceptions. Like, uh, I don't think Home Improvement, did they have another baby? No, they didn't. In fact, um, uh, Jill had to have a hysterectomy. Nice. Yeah, so she she wanted to have another kid, but something happened and she had to have a hysterectomy. But they did it on Step by Step, Roseanne, Family Matters, you're telling me they adopted a kid. They adopted an um He was older than, um, you know, he wasn't a baby, but... He was an older kid. Married with children, they almost did that. Uh, they were going to do that, but Katie Seagal had personal issues. I think she, uh, did she lose a baby? She uh, had a daughter who was stillborn. So but Peg was, lost a baby. Peg was pregnant on the show up until that point. And they thought it might be too hard for her to be around a baby at that point. Yeah, so that, that's, that's really sad. They wrote it as a dream sequence. Yeah. Um, so th- I don't like that. I, I, to me, it's boring writing, and they they even affected my beloved Deep Space Nine with this garbage. Oh, because um, because Cassidy was pregnant. Yeah, and on the Golden Girls, uh, B. Arthur got. Actually, no, nobody got pregnant on the show, Bub. Oh, on the oh, that's good. No, they were too old, Bub. They already went through menopause. Uh, oh, good. I, I, I was wondering. <laughs> They're already grandmas. I wonder if uh, on the show maybe no, they, maybe the executives thought. No, no, Let, no. Let's see how stupid our audience. No, nobody, is. nobody got pregnant because they were already grandmas, 
and um, Dorothy was the only one that got um, um, remarried. Nice to Leslie Nelson. Yeah, that was uh, Blanche's uh, Blanche's uncle, which is kind of strange. And nobody got pregnant on the Golden Palace either, which was a spinoff. I think it was only on for a season. I didn't see it. Nice. Did you see it? I saw episodes of it, but I who. So was it Blanche and Sophia and Rose then? Uh, yeah, Dorothy had left the show and they start a hotel and I believe Cheech Marin is on it with some other dude. Okay, I didn't, I didn't watch it. So I don't, I don't remember watching it at all. Yeah, and Cheech Marin gets to still get pregnant on the season finale. But they were, then the show old, they were older, but I may have made that up. I think Estelle Getty was like probably in her 50s by then. Oh, yeah, she was old. Yeah. They already, they were already grandmas by that time. Well, good. And they did that on other shows, too, like um, Growing Pains, they had a kid. Oh, yeah, they did. Family Ties, which I guess is more 80s, but they had a kid. Yeah, the, yeah. The the Growing Pains was like uh, mid-80s, early 90s. Yeah, I, and, and the other thing, too, that you know that I don't like, they can't even commit to this that storyline because they have a kid, and the next episode, the kid's like 12 years old. Oh, my goodness. You know what I mean. Bob. Am I correct? No, I don't care. What happened? I, no, I, I know on the Fresh Prince they did that, but it doesn't bother me. But they also did that, babes, on Family Ties. Yeah, they did that on Family Ties. And they did that on, um, what's that show with uh, Leonardo Di- DiCaprio, uh, Growing Pains? No. Uh, yes, they did. What were we talking about? We're talking oh, about oh, yeah, the premature yeah, with, with aging. Chrissy. Yeah, with yeah. Chrissy. I, that doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. It gets to me. It, it doesn't bother me at all, actually. Now, with the step-by-step kid, was it one of those things to where they take her home and sees a baby and three episodes later she's getting ready for college? Or uh, no. She um she was a little girl. Oh, they did make her a little girl. She was a little girl. So they skipped the baby years. No, no. She was a baby. Okay. But she was, um, you know, she was a l- still a little girl Explain after a few it. episodes. After a few episodes, they turned her into a little girl. Right. It wasn't like she was a teenager. By okay, but they, they, they did some premature aging. Bubs! What? It doesn't matter. It does to me. It doesn't matter to me. It does to this me. Is, this is why I think you take this stuff way too seriously. Why is that? Because it's like, I don't care about the premature aging thing. I don't even care about the baby thing, even though it's kind of weird. Mm. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. I mean, you could gripe about it for half an hour. If it's... They did it on Roseanne. Then I don't think they did the premature aging thing on Roseanne. Though. No, they didn't. He was still a baby. They did the, the opposite, though. They did the um, the kid doesn't get uh, that much older, though, with Roseanne. Because your girl... Um, Darlene had the baby. Her and baby, then, yeah. Like 30 years later, the baby's only like 15. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, strange. And then, uh, and then not that, you know, and then her son is just a few years younger than the daughter, which you don't hear about. Mm-hmm. You just hear about the daughter. And then, that that actually kind of makes sense considering it was like the last season of the show of the original run of it when she had the uh the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, yeah, I, I can't endorse this. I can't. Don't the look, movie? Well, I can't endorse this. We have to have these old people have kids and do some funky stuff with their aging. They they bosses. did that in uh, Father of the Bride too, which I did think it was weird actually. Yeah. And, and and ironically enough, um, 
Annie um, was having her son in the next room and the mom was having the daughter in the next room. Of course, it's uncreative writing. It's just not that creative. That was weird to me. Yeah. That I will agree. That was really, really weird. But it's lazy you writing. You didn't see the second one. No, because it sounded like you're, it was going to be lazy writing. Yeah, you're not you're not missing much. Okay. It's okay. It's okay, but uh, I'm just have two babies. I'm just glad that they didn't do that on Empty Nest. No, they didn't. None of the none of well, actually, I think the the daughter had a kid, but they didn't do the premature I, aging. Okay, I, I I didn't watch all the episodes, but I did read that uh, Carol had a, had a son. Yeah, but he I don't think they made him like ten the next episode, and um. Also, like, it, it's not like Harry impregnated uh, the girl who worked in the office, Laverne, or whatever her name is. He was an old guy, though. Yeah, but, you know. Laverne, yeah, Laverne was already married. Was she? She's already to, uh, she was married to her husband, Nick. I don't remember that at all. That was a later, I mean, um, that was a uh, earlier uh, episode in the in the first season or so. Wow. Nick, yeah. Yeah, so that's a problem with a lot of family family shows. I did like Laverne. Keep it with the original characters. If you're going to expand, have somebody get married, have one of the kids have a kid, maybe. Oh, my goodness. Okay. It doesn't matter. What are we doing here, babes? Come on. What are we doing here? You're the one who got us into the weeds, bub. Okay, you did, and I love But I, I would give um, this movie just... I, I, think I, would, I think I would say a seven, but it's just a seven. It's not any higher and i i wish it were funnier i agree with you um i and i actually think that roger ebert did a little bit of a disservice to this film placing it so high on this list like if he had just given it a thumbs up and said it's a really good movie people should check it out mm -hmm. that's one thing but saying it's one of the 10 best films of the 1970s mm -hmm. you're setting people's expectations way too high now also in his defense he probably didn't know when he said that at the end of 1979 yes. that weirdos like us would be watching that review in 2022. Weirdos like us? Yes. Okay. I don't think we're that weird. Okay. You know what I mean, though. You're kind of weird. Oh, so are you. Well, but you know what I mean, babes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I would have to do... Yeah, I would for sure agree with you that this is this movie was definitely overrated. Yes. Overhyped. That was good, babes. Yeah, we could. Would you recommend it to anybody? No. Wow, okay. Well, I mean, it's okay if you want to watch a a comedy where you don't have to think about anything. Yeah, it's good, but it's just not great. No, it's yeah. not laugh out loud funny like the two first Naked Gun movies. Exactly. Where everything is just hilariously funny. Yes. There we good, babes. Especially what happens to Nordberg. <laughs> yes, Lady Killer Nordberg. Oh my goodness. It's funny when he gets run over by that bus. <laughs> he slides under it and gets caught as it's like going to Detroit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then he calls a Leslie Nelson, and Leslie Nelson's like, What are you doing in Detroit? <laughs> Those movies are excellent. So, how are the children? We had I'm no children. children. <laughs> And the burglar sings the way we were as he's burgling um, Priscilla Presley's house, <laughs> Jane's house, yep. I think. Her apartment. <laughs> Her apartment with all the animals. Yep. And then, and, and she's in the shower singing the way we were and he's he's singing with her. <laughs> oh my goodness. Great movie, babes. Great naked gun movies. Yes. But 
Have you recommended those films to your family? No, I haven't. Uh, It's possible they may have seen them already, the Naked Gun ones. It's possible. Um, I don't know if I would recommend this one. Yeah. They can watch it if they like, but it's just not funny. It's just not really that funny. I laughed. I thought there was some good stuff in it. I just thought it was overhyped. There is. Yeah. Well, just like, uh, I mean, it's a mad, 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 mad world I think was funnier. Yeah. But it could have been a lot funnier, again, as we've said, if if it was a little bit shorter. Exactly. But this one just wasn't as funny. Uh, it was okay. Babes. Yes. Not great. Yes, yes, yes. J-Lo. Yes. Maybe we should start wrapping this up. And before we stop... Did you have any dreams last night? I did not, but I'm wondering. I did have a dream, and it was really weird. And I I told you about this, but this is really strange. I had a dream that I was back in college again, which is odd because I've I've had many a school dream before, and I had a conflict with a math class and a flute class, which is weird. Of all the things that I could have conflicts with, Mm. so. I thought to myself, I don't think my flute teacher would mind that I have to go to a, a math class for about 30 minutes. And and I believed in my dream that she knew that these classes were in conflict with each other. So I went to the math class for 30 minutes and I'm like, oh, it's over. Thank goodness. And then I go to my flute class and somebody kind of finds me and, and walks to the class with me and she says, do you two have permission to be here? And the guy who found me, I think, worked at the school. And he says, well, uh, she is a flutist like all of you. And she um, is in this class. And, you know, she was later. Wh- whatever he said. I forgot what it was for the most part. And they're sitting on the floor. And my teacher says, well, what happened? I said, well, I had a math class to go to for about 30 minutes. And she says, you were supposed to go here. And she got mad at me. And I'm thinking, didn't she know that I had a conflict? Oh, my goodness. She should have known that. Yes. And I woke up. There we go, babes. And uh, in the dream also, somebody was saying she didn't do anything wrong. And nice. I woke up. Nice, nice. It was a weird dream. Yes. Why would I have a conflict with my math and flute class? I don't know, babes. When I have no um, plan to take any math classes in the near future. Nice. Very strange. One last question for you, J-Lo. Yes. Oh, I say that now, but we'll see. Yeah. What self-love exercises, if any, do you plan to practice this week? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> um, There is some things that need my attention. Bills need to be paid and all that. But, you know, things need to be cleaned. Uh, things need to be laundered, whatever. But I don't have any quote-unquote self-love activities nice. what do you plan for this uh to do this week exercise more mm-hmm. and just try to be more present uh maybe not try to be more present read get some books in this week yeah i'm 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 planning to get farther in my book nice that i'm reading okay we good babes yeah. Okay. Oh, so, um, and it's and we're gonna have a couple of hot days. Yeah, but we might go to a concert, uh, free one, on Tuesday afternoon. We're gonna see about that tonight if Little J Lo's up to it. Okay. Yes. Well, babes, is there anything else you want to say? I don't think so. Oh, well, give me a kiss, and then you can kick me out. Oh, okay. 
I'm, I'll kiss you and be like, okay, now get out. No. Oh, <laughs> oh. Bubs. What? All right, give me a kiss first. Give me a kiss for All real. Right, no, don't no, jokes. No, no weird sounds. Okay, and, and don't joke because I've been trying to be serious this whole relationship. <gasps> no, you haven't. And I don't appreciate laughter. Half so. of the jokes are the ones that you make. Those are only the good ones, babe. <laughs> right, give me a kiss. Oh, you did the farting noise this morning, babes, when you were kissing me. Oh, my goodness. And so I brought back the Southern man. Oh. What did you think of my commentary about how uh, as the Southern man has a Bible with the Confederate flag on the cover? Bubs. Who has that? I don't know anyone who has a Bible like that, Bubs. Okay, good. Bubs. What? Really? Yeah. You're being ordered this morning. No, I'm being what? Give me a kiss. No. Yeah, kiss okay, the Okay, one more. Hi, and babes. I just want to say for the record, even though uh, we get into little, uh, little, uh, what do you mean? Uh, what we say, disagreements. We still love each other at the end. That's right. Anyway. All right. Bye bye for now. Bye bye. Bye bye.